Hey, it's Madeline from Embrace the Madness. I hope everybody is doing okay today and you've been taking care of yourself. It's a crucial time to make sure that we are adamantly exercising self-care because if we want to be part of this movement and show up and stay active, then a lot of that requires filling our own cup and making sure we are in a good place so that we can bring all of our energy and all of our heart. And so those are my wishes for you. <laughs> um, Today's a pretty cool episode because it's number 30. I've done 30 podcast episodes after this one, so that's wild to think about. So for everybody who has stuck around and kept listening and supported me, thank you so much. I couldn't do it without all of you guys listening and stuff. So another cool thing about today's episode is I got to talk to my friend Odd. He is a local musician here in Memphis and you'll get to hear his story. He lately has been doing a lot of lo-fi, you know, those like uh, slow beats. If you don't know what lo-fi is, you should check it out. It's really cool. But yeah, he does that. He is trying to open his eyes and his style to all different sorts of genres. Lately, he's been working on some hybrid trap, which is like a lot of the music that I like listening to. So he's just super, super versatile, super creative, and super funny. And I'm really excited for you guys to get to know him. This episode is kind of long, but that doesn't mean that it's not full of great content. So without further ado, I will hand it over to our combo. Odd, are you there? Oh, no. I can't hear you, though. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, let me try with my laptop then. Let me try Okay. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, I got a lot of homework to do. Not too thrilled about that. Uh, you said you uh, have homework. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finishing this. I'm gonna have to wait till you get on your computer. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. I just couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear anything at all. Oh, uh, give me one second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was saying I have I have a, <laughs> I have homework to do. I'm doing some homework. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's never fun to do. Yeah, that I don't miss school at all. <laughs> I know I don't miss it neither. It, it's, <laughs> it sucks. So yeah, so how you doing? I'm good. Um, just kind of taking it day by day. Like, I feel I don't know. It's just like there's something new every day. So I'm just like, today's a new day. Right. But I'm doing okay, surprisingly well. Um, I sprained my foot uh last week, so I'm just like trying not to go anywhere. Oh, uh, this sucks. That yeah. Sucks. But I think it's getting better. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you working on any new music? Um, yeah, actually, I mean, like, kind of the same since uh, I was talking to you. But yeah, like, I'm trying to 
detail my mix and I keep like going back and forth about which songs I want to put in there. Um, but yeah, I feel like for some reason, uh, just this whole movement's like giving me this energy to like do musically. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it seems like I've been waiting, you know, for like <laughs> that inspiration to hit, but and now I'm just like, okay, it's fine. And it doesn't sound bad at all. Like I'll have to send you or you can just wait for, you know. Oh, you know, I'm I'm always willing to listen to uh, your new stuff and, and seeing where you're coming up with. So, you know, whenever you feel comfortable to send it to me, by all means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for everybody on the podcast, this is odd. He is my friend. You're not are you you're not from Memphis, are you? Huh? You're not from Memphis, are you? Yes, I am. You are? Like yep. you were born here? Uh-huh. Oh, born sick. Party. Me too. Dope. Oh but yeah, I does music in Memphis. Um, Yay! <laughs> and he's an he's an inspiration and a kind human being. So of course, he's on the show. Yay! I finally <laughs> made it. <laughs> I know when you came up to me that night and you were like, "Uh, yeah, I listen to your podcast," and I was like, "It's not very often that my music and my podcast life come together." So it was like, "Oh shit!" Like, so it's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, your podcast came across. I mean, the first time I literally saw you was uh, when you performed at, uh, at oh the Black Lodge. Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. We didn't meet then, but I saw you on stage. I'm like, damn, she got tons of energy. She's doing great. <laughs> and I was like, I was asking uh, a few people, like, who is that? And she they was like, oh, it's Maddie. She she's new on the block. I was like, she she killing this. She got tons of energy. She got ah, <laughs> My, I, I took my my friend to his first EDM experience, and it was yours. Oh, he was like, he was like damn, bro, she, she hard. I like, yeah, <laughs> like it's my first time seeing her. Hell yeah! <laughs> so he he enjoyed himself. He he kind of got inspired to to start doing. It. He bought some turntables, so I don't know what the. Oh my god, it's a whole nother movement. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's creativity. I don't know what he's planning on doing, but hey, I'm all my support on that. But yeah, that was my first time, like literally seeing you on stage. But yeah, I, when I saw you at Growlers, I wanted to, you know, come to you and just tell you, like, hey, look, I, I like your podcast and I dig what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. And now you're here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to talk. I'm here to talk. You know, I, 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 I don't do a lot of um, podcasts and interviews unless it's something. Um, you know, somebody I vibe with, I feel like they we we're kind of like fuck yeah, and yeah, because I did some earlier stuff as odd, and I felt like some people was you know they was poking fun at it, they didn't really get it, and they just wanted to make it in the podcast entertaining or whatever. I just I just feel like they wasn't asking the right question because they're not creatives, um, right? And you know, I try to like avoid doing a lot of things that I feel like people not uh, understand about what I'm trying to do, or not asking the right type of questions or you know, they just don't get it. They just scared to say that they just don't get it. And when I try to explain to explain it to them, they still don't understand it. So I just be like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and kind of the conversation to give you guys context is I was asking Odd about like uh, releasing music for the first time, and he was helping me like get it, make sure it sounded good, and. He, he told me just to be fearless and just to keep pushing. And so I was like, dang, like he's right. And I feel like 
in the music world totally or like the creative world totally but also just being fearless in your life period yeah absolutely absolutely um you can't uh you can't live in fear because you miss out on some of the some opportunities whether it's a uh, a failure a positive or a negative because some negative experience that we um, that we have in life, we try to avoid them because it's scary to go through those things. But sometimes those things can be learning experiences mm-hmm. that you learn and you take with you and you pass it on to somebody else or you tell people, hey, I went through this. This was my experience. And, you know, you just never know. So instead of being afraid of going through things, I think you should just go ahead and, and just be fearless and just do it like uh, you know, I was always afraid of, I was, I was a little bit afraid of heights. I ain't gonna say I was completely <laughs> afraid of heights. I was a little bit afraid of heights, but, uh, going to the Empire State Building and looking down was, uh, oh, quite shit. the experience. Yeah, it was quite the experience. How long did you have to wait in line? I waited for quite a long time, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you had this, uh, <laughs> you had this, this, this thing in your stomach, like, Hey, so here we are. We here now, and oh yeah, in the <laughs> elevator. Uh, it's like a building, and you you wait. You actually you have. Well, to don't you up. like go up different floors? I just I went, but I can't remember how they had it laid out. You Kinda go like up a museum. Yeah, it's like a museum. You go up different floors. They have different things, and then you reach out to the top, and they may have a line, or maybe depends on what time of the day that you're going. You could probably just get up in there and just kind of look around and seeing what's going on in there. It's, it's, it's dope, but I I did it. Uh, I looked down. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did it, though. I did it. I did a, a lot of things that I in my life that I uh, that I didn't expect that I would do, and it just catered to me just being... Um, like what? About it. Yeah. Like what things? Uh, taking a chance going to New York, for one. That oh, yeah. Why did you go there? something different and I'm you know I wanted to to experience that and um just live and breathe that lifestyle because you know you watch it on tv you see in like the streets and oh yeah running up and down the streets and stuff so I wanted to experience that plus (laughs) you know um I like the New Yorkers attitudes like they just they constantly on the go they don't like how we have small talk here. They don't have time for that. They just keep going and going and going. I know they don't smile up there. And I was like, uh. No, they don't. They don't. They don't (laughs) smile. They don't greet you. You try to have a little small conversation. They'd be like, hey, what is it that you want so I can get it to you? I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're like, okay. uh, Well, let me get a ham and cheese sandwich then. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. Uh, I love the uh, subway. I love the subway. I love being on that subway. I fell asleep yeah. on the subway one time. My friend and I got lost. Oh no! He, yeah, he was scared, and I told him I've been I've been to New York plenty of times, bro. Just relax, just follow the map. I told him to follow. <laughs> I like, man, I'm freaking out, man. You know where you going? I like chill hey, out. And he he was in such of a rush to get off the damn subway. We ended up at Staten Island, and our uh, loft was up in Queens. So I was oh, like, shit. bro, we had, we had the Staten Island Ferry, and I was like, bro, we in Staten Island, like, man. So that's where the the Statue of Liberty is, right? Uh huh. And okay. I was like, he was like, so I mean, how far is that from Queens? I'm like, bro, we on the other side of the city, <laughs> man. It's gonna take at least forty five minutes to maybe an hour. 
man, I, I don't care, man. We, we, we gonna get, we gonna get there. Like, if you had just listened to me and just been patient, we would have got to Queens. Maybe he was really scared then. He was scared. He is his <laughs> first time in New York, and he didn't know how to. He didn't know how to maneuver in the city. Uh... Yeah, he didn't know how to maneuver in the city, and uh, I told him like, look. And he didn't bring his charger with him. I said, I always have my charger with me. Amateurs. I know, right? I know. He just, he just didn't get it. But he, 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 he got it that night. Oh but my I god! I love New York. I love it there. I got, um, I got. How long did you there. live there? Well, a year and some change. Oh, yeah. Some year and some change. Do you? I was gonna say, which do you like better, Memphis or New York? But I feel like they're kind of different. They're way different. Um, New York is way more acceptable to ideas. Yeah. And they're more open to it. Whereas Memphis, if you tell them something new, they just kind of be like, uh, but then when they start seeing other people doing, then they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I messed with that. That's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's like uh information has always been slow getting here. As far mm-hmm. as style, music, movie, or ideals at that, but in New York, ideals just come rapidly. If you have an ideal and you have a group of people that support you, they behind one hundred ten percent. That's so cool. Yeah, and <laughs> you know the music scene is way more diverse there too. It's it's uh it's a mixed factor there, but New York is not the same as it was when I was there. It's it's, it's completely different. There. When were you there? Uh, 2012-ish to- Oh shit, so that was right after 9-11. Yeah, 10 years before, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I was around- Oh I was shit, there. what the fuck? I was just thinking, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, I was, I, was, I was there way past 9-11. Oh my God, you're like, yeah. I was like, the, the I mean, the World Trade Center, um, the Oculus is where the where Trade Center is at now. The Oculus is like this. Is that that museum? Mall. It's oh. an underground mall. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Dang. It has tons of stuff. Uh, but for me, I like shopping there, Harlem, because Harlem has some of the, the best stuff for me. So I like shopping there. And I usually get some shoes from when I was working at the airport. I traveled to New York frequently and uh, go shopping there and, and chill for a minute. Do you go there a lot? You were saying you had friends there. I do. Uh, a fellow musician by the name of Doc Brass, he lives there. He stays on the outskirts of New York, like in the, the countryside of New York. Um, I, When I was working at the airport, and that was the only reason I was working at the airport was the travel benefits because you can fly for free. Ooh. So I was yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. I, I went to some places. We we we'll get into that though. But uh, <laughs> I yeah, I went up there frequently and um just just to kind of get away. You know, you it's it's good to travel and to 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 familiarize yourself with different cultures and different people. Totally. And you know, you get different perspectives on things, and um, it's it's always good. And I, I'm the type of person I love traveling. I like meeting new people and, 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 and experiencing new things. And also too, it's good for a musician, it's good to be around other types of musicians, other people mm-hmm. who got different styles uh, and seeing where y'all match up together with. So it was dope. And like I said, Doc Brass is a good friend of mine. 
Um, I got a couple other people that I talked to online from New York and some of my friends that was in New York, they're not there no more. They moved to LA. Oh, so, shit. Have you been to LA? Yes, I have been to LA. What do you think about that? LA is, um... <laughs> you don't even have to say anything else. <laughs> You know, LA, hey, listen, listen, if you want to be, if you, if you, if you want to pursue musician or be an actor or a writer or a film director, LA is the place, but the people there. Yeah. 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 You're going to meet a lot of models, a lot of actors, a lot of actors, a lot of different people. And it's, it's uh, it's uh, it can be pretty overwhelming, and there's a lot of different personalities you got to kind of deal with being there. So, yeah, yeah. But if you, hey, if you want to be an actor or anything dealing with the entertainment business, that's where it's at. But as far as living there, it's cool. I like the beaches and stuff like that. But it's it's the vibe is not quite like New York is. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the best? I guess, does it even matter, like, where to be, like, which city to be in for, like, music? Like, I feel Uh, like in L.A., since there's, it seems like it's oversaturated. Like, if I went out there, like, I feel like, you know, it would just be like, oh, yeah, join the rest of them. Well, here's the thing. L.A., it it is... It, it is the place to be because, um, again, just like New York is very diverse, is very open to yeah. ideas and suggestions. And just like what you said earlier, it's easy for you to land into one of those groups. And part of those groups um, will can help you catapult yourself. I think um, when I saw that you was part of the, 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 the all-girl DJ group that you're in, Oh, yeah, Girl uh, Gang. Yeah, one of the girls, she's from L.A. I forgot her name, and I saw I saw her a few times in one of the Rhythm groups that I'm in, and uh, she's from L.A., and she seems to be doing really well out there, so... Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, and so L.A., is, is, you can land somewhere there. It is the place to be, but uh, me personally, for my, my type of personality, is. It's cool for me to be there, but it's not a place that I would just want to live. I live yeah. there for a certain amount of time to get myself in a position. Then I'll probably move out yeah. of there. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't seem like not re. I don't know. I don't know. It does kind of come off a little bit superficial, but yeah, that yeah. could just be me too. But it could be both. It could be me too. And but <laughs> I spent some time out there and. Um, like I said, if you're if you're pursuing what we're pursuing, it, it's the ideal place to be at. Yeah, um, I feel just, like everybody's out there, so you could collab really easily. Yeah, it's easy to get into to studio sessions. It's easy to collab with people. It's easy to set up uh, shows and sets. Um, like I said, I got a bunch of friends and a bunch of people that stay out there. And, and a friend of mine, he goes a, a lot of. Sh- uh, festivals out there. He's he. I be camping on his couch when I come out there and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> it's it's cool. I like it, but it's it's not like New York though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't touch me the way New York did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something about New York. I think because of the edge. It's edgy mm-hmm. in New York. It's a it's a different type of edge than it is in L.A. 
And then an even other different edge than Memphis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Memphis is... Uh, How would you differentiate the edges? Um, uh, I mean, I feel like it's pretty raw here. It is raw. It is raw and uncut here. But I think in New York, they're not, they're not really, um, they're not really like biased to what you, what you selling. It's like either you, they like you or they don't. And sometimes they'll tell you to their face like, Hey, uh, no, they ain't need it or whatever. Here it's like, you really don't know if what you're doing is gelling with people and people are so hard to impress here. Right. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. They very hard to impress here. And, um, you know, you really, you really, you know, you really just kind of gotta be. I would say to survive in both cities, you just kind of really gotta be in your own lane and really mm-hmm. just, you know, stay in your own little box and have your few people that you mess with and just, I just keep moving like this. So, yeah, it's but good advice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's the best advice. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't let a lot of people around you because you don't know what people's intentions are and you don't know what what their goals are and what they're trying to do. And sometimes people just trying to sneak around and see what you're doing or whatever. So it's just best to stick with people that's genuinely about helping you and you're about helping them. And y'all just keep that type click together. So I guess there's really no big difference from New York and Memphis when it comes to the edginess. It's just that uh, New York just more in your face where it is Memphis. You really can't, you, you really don't know how, some people percept you or whatever you really can't tell but uh in new york it's just more in your face but there's really no real big difference it's just that uh new york has more opportunities yeah yeah Yeah. they have more opportunities it's way more a lot of other things to do memphis had over the years memphis has just started to grow into doing different things now like there's a lot more things going on here now but back then it wasn't like this at all in Memphis, you mean? Uh-huh. Well, I was looking at your Facebook info just because, you know, I needed to know about you. And you're born in 87, so you're six years older than me? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So I guess you just would have... Don't say it too loud, I'm just though. trying to... What? <laughs> my age, don't say it too loud. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Now I'm just messing well, with you. Well, I'm right behind you. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess... I guess six years is enough difference because I guess I would have been younger, but okay. So tell me about your whole entire life up until now. My whole entire life. I mean, if, if you had to get, let someone get to know you and like, well, cause I was reading some of your bios and like how your dad, I think you said that he was a huge inspiration for you. Like, tell me about all that. Tell me about why you're in music. Tell me, tell me about yourself. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm kind of a enigma to myself sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, uh, I guess, I guess you can say I was this, um, I was this plum fat kid back in the day who, um, lived in his own head. I didn't, uh, I didn't really want to just, just bother by anybody. As long as you kept a TV and some toys around me, I'm happy. I don't, you know, I don't ask for too much. Uh, I grew up in 
my, my both my parents are still together to this day. They've been together for I think forty so something. Rare. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and, uh, they're still together, and uh, my dad was in my life the whole step of the way. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that um, just because I want people to understand just because your parents are there the, your, the whole way of your life doesn't mean that you don't go through things differently. Right. And sometimes there's a generation gap where things will work for them isn't the same as what it will work for me growing up. You dig what I'm saying? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like I could just come to them about different things. And sometimes I wouldn't come to them different things. I feel like their uh, advices or their ideas is not how I'm feeling it should be. You know, I have my own ideas about how to handle situations. Like, you know, um, I dealt with bully, being bullied around, I guess because I was just this chunky kid who really didn't bother anybody and, and people would try to, you know, make me into like an example or whatever. And, and over the course of time, I developed a, a skill set to learn how to fight. And um, there was a lot of fighting going on in my lifetime or whatever. And, um, you know, it just, it just taught me how to stand on my own two feet and, and being able to, to handle situations when they come and, and just learning how to deal with things. I mean, every situation was different from what I dealt with, but, you know, I definitely was, I can categorize myself as being more of a loner as a kid and some and somewhat in adulthood too, like just really a loner type of guy. I mean, I had friends, I had associates, people that I played with, you know, I played sports and I uh, I played uh, in, in the neighborhoods and stuff like that and played sports, but music, um, my dad was always into music and it didn't, music didn't hit me right off the bat. He tried, he tried different things. He tried to get me into the band. I had this, this can I curse on here? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I had this fucking <laughs> trumpet that was a pain in my ass. I tried to, they 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 gave us a list of instruments that we can try and the saxophone and the drums was the most popular instruments in the right. classroom. Everybody took that and I was stuck with the fucking trumpet and I hated it. <laughs> uh I hated every minute of it. I never did learn it. I didn't want to learn it. I didn't care nothing about it. My dad bought me a bass guitar, which was something he learned to do. So and just kind of trying to put his interests onto you. Yeah, he tried. he tried, and it still wasn't, it still just wasn't connecting. I was like 10 and 11 years old when he was doing this stuff. I I still, it still wasn't getting me. I just like, yeah. I don't know, you know. I thought sports was going to be my thing because I was trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do in my life? I don't know what I want to be. I don't know <laughs> what I'm interested in. I don't, I didn't, I was a floater. Like, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I was a floater. You know, I didn't know anything. I didn't. I wasn't aware of anything, so I was like, I just lived in my own head. Video games, toys, and movies, that's what, that's what my life. Going outside, playing kickball, and, and doing crazy shit, that was my thing. So, uh, yeah, music didn't hit me till like I was 15 years old. Okay. That's when it hit me. And I'm gonna tell you what- um, Did you go to school here? Yeah, I go to school here? Yes. Where did you go? I went to Kirby Middle School, all throughout Kirby Middle School. I went to Kirby High School my freshman year. Then I went to Germantown High School for the rest of my high school year. Oh, okay. I think that's where my parents went. 
Yeah, Germantown, 05, graduated <laughs> 05, yes. Yes, it's been a minute. I did not go to my high school reunion. <laughs> I know, I feel like mine's coming up, and I'm just like, I am not friends with any of you guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, you know, I wasn't really cool with none of y'all, so it's like. It's right, fun. like you made fun of me. You made fun of me, you tried to make me into an example, and some of the girls rejected me, and it's like. <laughs> I'm 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 straight. I'm straight. There's no point in me going up there. But um the music bug hit me when I was like 14 or 15 years old. Um it was when I saw first of all, it was two albums that, that influenced me heavily when I was uh getting into music. Uh well three albums. It was uh it was Prince and the Revolution Prince Purple Rain. It was Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And it, it the album was amazing and the, the movie really was sold it the movie was shitty but the album was great uh and uh it was eminem marshall matters lp and it was dmx it was hot it was dark and hell is hot and those are like the albums that kind of pushed it and i had a i had a buddy of mine um at the time he was white you know, and I know this is gonna sound cliche or whatever, but yeah, he was a white guy and he, white kid, and uh, we was cool, we was friends, and he was telling me, um, you know, a lot of these hip hop dudes sample music, like majority of Marshall Mouse stuff was sampled, and I was like, was, what are they sampling from? They sampled some some of the rock music, and he was like, I don't know if I can. I said, I don't know if I can get into rock music, and his dad, um, his dad was gracious enough to have me do like a a history of the type of music he listened to back in the day. And um, I, I, I hate to admit it though, but I became a fan of that too. And um, Rock music? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, me, he played me some some Led Zeppelin. Some oh AC God, like the hair metal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he played me some ACDC. He played me some Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Uh, he had like a, a shit ton of, of music and I dissected it and then like, I started vibing with. It. I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." It's it's the it's the songs that that was really resonate to me, and I was like, "But what really got me wanting to make music was is that when uh, I'm jumping around here, but I'm just telling you like the, I'm the listening, yeah. So, but what really got me into one to make music was. When Eminem, because I love Marshmallow's LP. I love that album. I know. I just saw your, you did like a Stan remix. And I was like, damn, I love that song. I know. I love this song. And uh, it's so like, like just good to your fucking heart. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it, it was, it was a hard album, but I like the, I like the, I like Slim Shady LP too. I, yeah. that, was, that was my first introduction to Eminem. I think that's my favorite. Uh, the, the Slim Shady LP? Yeah. Well, just like, uh, oh, wow. It said they, Zoom just gifted me a, a time minutes. limit. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> the universe was like, y'all need more time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I just like Slim Shady. I guess just because he's, he's like, he's pretty fearless. He's like, fuck you. Right, yeah, that's that's what my mentality was back then. I was really uh, like if everybody type of thing, and um, that album was so good. And so I I forgot to tell you another album that really influenced me was the Chronic Two Thousand One. 
It was Dr. Dre Chronic 2001. I don't know. It was Eminem and Dr. Dre and oh DMX God. back then. And Dr. Dre was making all of Eminem beats. So. Oh, yeah. I remember when they, what was that song that was on the radio? Uh, Forgot about Dre's. Uh, uh, I don't even freaking remember. Uh, Guilty Conscience. It, I, the list it was like on. Dr. Dre and Eminem. Oh, are you saying that was all? I don't yeah, really those, know. Yeah, th- those are the name. I think it was Forgot About Dre. That don't, 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 or whatever it was. But yeah, I think that's the one you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken. They did so many songs together. But um, I saw Dre in the studio on an MTV clip, and he was making the beats. And I'm, I'm talking about, like, I will listen to these albums straight through. The CDs are scratched up and shit. I don't even know where they're anymore. But I was listening to this like nonstop. And his music, his drums were so superior. His mixes were so superior. It sounded so good. And I had to do my background on Dr. Drops. Like he was a DJ before he started making beats. And so, uh, you know, then the, the, the journey of finding music and listening to new music and finding new artists just started happening and then um that's when you know i got into high school you had all these different um music going on uh of course during like the early 2000s um music was changing but also changing for the better but you had like a lot of different types of music and i just uh you know, I stopped falling in love with it. And then that's when I told my dad, like, okay, you now I got the music bud now. Now I, I want to be a producer. I want to be a producer. That's what I want to do. He's like, well, you need to learn an instrument. I was like, no, you don't. All I need is a beat machine. <laughs> and I was like, he's yeah, like, no, dad, I learn an instrument. Did he make you, or like, how old were you in high school when you told him that? Like, were you still living with him? Yeah, yeah. I was still living with both my parents. Uh, still in another little house. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I want to do music. I want to do it now. And he was like, uh, you need to learn an instrument. So he told me I should play the fucking piano. And I mean, it I, paid uh, off. Huh? I mean, it paid off, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I still, I can, look, I can meddle around the piano. I like to call myself a... Uh, 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 David Copperfield of playing the piano. If, if you really look closely, I can make it look like I'm doing something. But oh my it, god, it, I know uh, your secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, listen, listen. Seriously, now, I, I can. I know my chords. I know my scales. I never could really get the dexterity down pat when it comes to playing. And dexterity means just the flow. Yeah, that flow seems like uh, uh, it just practice. I guess does that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I lose my patience with it because Same. my my goal was to make beats. I wanted to make music. I didn't want to do this <laughs> musicianship. Yeah. I wanted to be like Lil John, Dr. <laughs> Dre, all these different people. I don't I I wanted to make beats. Right. And then when I was hearing how much these dudes was making off of their beats, I like that's insane, but I really wanted to just produce a classic album and do this. So we, we're starting it before I was I Wilson, my journey into music production. Uh, you know, before I shifted into I Wilson, like I was trying to get into music production. And I did to a certain degree. 
And um, I bought, my first piece of equipment I bought was, uh, well, for one, my, my parents bought me this little DR5 beat machine. And I liked that little DR5. It was fun, but it didn't do nothing for me. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> My, um, my mom lent me her computer and I, and I bought this program called Reasons, Capella Head Reasons 2.5. Is that like uh, a doll? Yes, it was a doll. Actually, um, what's funny is is that dolls was like the, the, the not common thing to do back then. Back then, people were spending like hundreds and thousands of dollars on equipment, whether you were buying two turntables or you were buying music equipment to make your music off of like analog keyboards, drum machines, uh, even computers back then, you spent about $15,000 off of this stuff. So, Jeez. yeah, so just a little fun fact for people that I came from that era where you had to buy that stuff, but I was in, I was in a weird position where analog was on its way out the door and digital was coming in. So, oh, so you kind of got both. Yeah, I did. I did. That's I had cool. analog gear. I had a friend who had a studio, which was my keyboard uh, teacher. He had a studio upstairs, and now I go up there and, and watch them make beats, and I made beats on their gear. And then I was saving up money to buy my own stuff. So I was working at Little Caesars, holding that damn sign up all the time. Oh, going, no. Yeah, yeah, I did all that. I was holding the <laughs> sign and Making pizza. It was fun though. It was it was fun. It was a fun experience yeah. working pieces. So um I did that and was saving my money up and then my friend was like, hey bro, you don't even need to save up any more money. All you need is this little doll here. I was like, what the hell is this? He was like, man, this is Pella Head Reese. I was like, man, I'm good, bro. I want the real stuff. He's like, nah, this is the real stuff. This is as real as it's gonna be. This is the way of the future. I like this is like 2000. 2004 I was like okay well let me give this a try and I listened to it I was like damn these sounds are almost authentically sounding yeah uh, instruments I was like okay and um I've been I've I evolved in other dolls since then but reason was my first and I didn't have to buy I didn't have to spend fifteen thousand dollars on equipment you know and plus like I said analog was on its way out the door yeah so DAW stands for Digital Audio Workstation, right? Yes. Okay. I'm just like thinking about these people are probably like, why do they keep saying DAW? Yes. <laughs> so before I was Odd Wilson, I was just a music producer who was living in Memphis, working with a lot of underground people. My first experience in DJing was... Uh, a friend of mine had was throwing a party and they DJ something was happening with him and he needed somebody to get up on there and oh shit yeah and I had no experience in DJing <laughs> I didn't know nothing about transitions didn't know anything I just played some music and I was nervous as hell and how bad yeah unfortunately I I won the crowd I guess they were just too drunk to hear what I was doing though <laughs> before before you had your head yes this is all before I was I had my head yep okay that was my first experience but I, at the time I still didn't know anything about DJing or anything like that like I said I was just I was a music producer I was studying the craft of becoming a music producer like how to mix 
how to uh, make the beat sound fuller, how to uh-huh. do this, how to do that. But my beats were like, it wasn't normal beats that Memphis people wanted. They wanted like bounce and 808s and stuff like that. So I had to switch a style that I was used to doing and completely go left field and, and go into a different direction and start adding 808s and stuff like that. And yeah. I was just like, you know, it, it was fun. It was cool. But um I mean, at I, least the 808, like, that's a good compromise. Like, they're good. They, they fun. They fun to do. <laughs> it's fun to play. You know, but, you know, back then I was like a big Dre fan and I was trying to be like him. And people in Memphis wasn't accepted to that. And I was like, that's when I was like, it's time for me to get up out of this city. It's really time for me to go. Cause I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't like trying, I wasn't growing here and, and people were just trying to constantly make me change. But also right. too, um, I I developed a craft to where the musicianship did play in because I was doing R&B music and pop music and different sorts of things, adding reggae into my production. So I had, I had a very well-versed, type of production that I was learning and doing and it did get me to some places and stuff like that like uh work with a couple of artists that went to BT 106 and Park and performed and I got my music into some commercials and stuff like that so uh, oh, no, that's so cool yeah I, I like I said I had a very I had a very diverse background as just the producer but um as most people do, you evolve, you change, and your perceptives change about things. Like, what did this all mean to me? What did my my goal wasn't realistic as a producer to compare to how it is with me being I Wilson. Now we get to the point of when did I Wilson emerge? Yeah. Uh, and I had to cut that short down because there's a lot of other detail stuff to <laughs> But um. <laughs> I Wilson came from just uh, depression, you know. I'm, I'm. Look, I'm, I'm in my late twenties. I have a crappy job that I hate, and uh, it's just like I just, I just couldn't do it no more. You know what I mean? And the music wasn't, it wasn't progressing like I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? I kept running to dead yeah. ends, dead end after dead end after dead end. It's like, everybody has a situation and they want you to be a part of it. And they don't want to talk about no money. They don't want to talk about none of that stuff. They just want you to be a part of it. And, and you know what I'm saying? They want you to do stuff for free all the time and stuff like this. So I just like, I just, I don't know. I got, I had a bad taste for it after a while. Yeah. And uh, it just, you know, I was sinking in depression. I was gaining weight. I was, especially when I came back from New York, I was depressed coming back to Memphis because I felt like it was a, New York was a failure in so many ways. And I came back here, I gained a lot of weight. I was eating I'm sure you food. walked a shit ton of New York too, right? I did. I lost a, a lot of weight. I was living a clean, healthy life being in New York. I was a vegan. Oh my God. I, I know I was clean eating. I was happy. Uh, I just ran out of cash and I had to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, plus my dad got sick too. So, you know, I had to come back home. I, it's not like I came back to take care of him. I just, you know, your dad have a heart attack. You, you know say so You want to come back and, you know, see what's going on and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. You know, that's my father. So, yeah, of course. 
But after he got, he's better now. He's a hundred percent. He's moving and grooving like Hell nothing yeah. ever happened. Has he ever been to any of your shows? Uh, yes, yes, he has. And that was like my earlier shows when I was a bit dry. I was a bit dry. I didn't didn't know how to perform or anything like that. I was a, I was a little bit dry. And a lot of people don't understand. The only reason I'm dry is because I got this big ass head on my shoulders. What do you and mean it, when you say dry? Like not dancing? Not dancing, just hit and play. Just like shaking my shoulders, trying not to make the head fall off and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, I, he like plays with this big, is it paper mache? It's paper mache, Yeah, yes. it's like a huge head, but it looks so fucking cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so when, when did you decide that you needed to play with this head versus not like what when what was going through your mind when you're like well maybe I should do this cool head does that make sense uh, yeah so I was you know when depression hits um I was like I said this was like 2016 when I was going through this and I was just really just kind of like saying fuck music I'm gonna like go back to college and, and try to make sense to my life. Cause you know, but um, it was this movie. It was, it was two things that happened. I, I knew I wanted to change my approach on making music because I wanted to make sense for me to make music again. But also right. I just wanted to kind of go ahead and, and approach as a artist instead of just thinking like a producer. So, um, what made the decision was is that I was listening to a lot of different genres that I didn't even know that existed, like lo-fi, vaporwave. And of course, I was wow. a big fan of electronic music because I was at that time I was listening to uh I was listening to Skrillitz a little bit. I was listening <laughs> to Bass Nader. Uh I know he's not uh, the most popular person right now. Uh at that but at that time I was listening to him. The Cascade, I know he's not the the most popular person, but I was listening to him back then, though. And uh, that was a while back. Yeah, that was a while back. You know, before <laughs> all this the, the stuff happened with him, and uh, and uh, I I don't know. I just I needed a change, and I knew that you know I was like, well, I don't know how to DJ, so I need to figure something out, and. I need to do something different to 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 elevate myself. But I I I made a promise to myself that if I go at this, it's not gonna be just for like all about me. I want to influence people. I want to uh, hope sh- uh, shed a light to other people that there's other directions you can take with music instead of just doing the same thing over and over. Because it felt like more like a manufacturing thing when you constantly making beats and you send it out to people and right. either they like it or they don't. And I I just I got tired of this shit. Right, because I think that's something that I realized too. Is like, hey, I'm putting my whole heart in this, and I can't just like sit here while you tell me you like it or you don't. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Right, right, and it's like you, you. I spent money submitting stuff and, and didn't get anything, but like a uh, an advice or an opinion, and it's like I got tired of it, and, and too many situations that just felt empty to me. I just wasted a lot of time and it's like, look, either 
either I go all in with this or I just don't do it at all. So I was like, look, I'm gonna just do this. I wanna do something creative. I wanna do something completely different, supremely left field. Uh, I wanna try some new things out and 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 be fearless, you know, yeah. and, and just see what happens. And 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 look, hey, look, if, if, if this doesn't work, that's on me, you know what I'm saying? And, and the one thing I wanna say is that I tried, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't just came up, say, right, came up with an idea and didn't approach it. Like, I went all the way in with it. And I was like, look, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all the way with it. Yeah. So when I Wilson came up, was like, okay, I got this idea. I want to do instrumental stuff. I want to DJ. I want to try to do different things. But I don't know how I want to approach it. I don't know how I want to do it. Uh, so one night, um, I'm going to tell you where the head came from. So one <laughs> night... <laughs> I was uh I was watching something uh on Netflix. It's this movie called Frank. And it's a movie about uh, this dude that wear his head, just like mine's. He uh -huh. wears his head and he never takes it off. And the movie is is funny because he's a musician too, and he wears his head and he has a band and they just do some like experimental weird music type shit. It's funny as hell and it's like a real like low budget. It's not a, it's not a low budget. It's an independent film, but it's, uh -huh. it's it was well put together. And uh, the movie is called Frank. And they based the movie off of this uh, dude from London, whose name was uh, Frank Siderbob, Sagabob, or whatever the hell his last name was. Named Frank Siderbob, and uh, he he wore the head too. And that's where they got the idea off of. And I did my research on him. He liked this little big thing. He was this big thing in London from from the eighties. And um, I was like, you know what? I want to do that. That's what I want to do. I want to wear this big ass head and I want to walk around with it. And I didn't want to take it off. Like, I didn't want y'all to see my face, but it gets so damn hot in there. Yeah, I can only and, you know imagine. What I'm saying? And then I ain't have no strap and we didn't create it well enough to where I can just keep it on and don't take it off. So um, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to, I want a big ass head and I want to wear it. And my influences were like guys like at that time my influences were like Dead Mouse, oh, and yeah. yeah, Marshmallow, and and this rapper named MF Doom, and uh, those were my influences for creating Odd Wilson. But then like that was me just saying like, look, I want to go left field with this. I want to do something different. I want to be able to uh, get out there and do my thing. So yeah, that's where. Uh, I Wilson emerged and the name, well, I was called I my whole life. I was called I with people in my class. Like, you so I, you so I. I was like, well, I'm gonna just stick with that. And then Wilson, Wilson came from two places. Wilson came from um uh, Deadpool, because Deadpool real name is Wade Wilson. And uh -huh. I just yeah, I just got done reading uh that and then like Castaway was on at the same time. And, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Hanks. Just I never would have fucking guessed. Yeah, yeah. And uh Tom Hayes just lost Wilson in the water. And I was like, that's that's the name. That's the name. I was that's so and cool I, how it came together. Yeah, and I sketched the head out and um went in and uh sketched it out. I did the design work and um now it's all about trying to find a um somebody who can make it. And you found someone? Aren't you working on it? Oh, that was back then. That was back then, yes. Okay. I had to find somebody to make it, yep. And it wasn't easy, but um, 
I found this very unique girl who was an art student and she she did an amazing job with it. And uh, the same girl that's working on my new one, her name is Patricia Wilson, oddly enough. Oddly enough, oh my <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> and uh and she 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 was the one that that that, that designed it. So cool. Yeah, I put a flyer up everywhere. Like, hey, who can make a paper mache head? It's, it's paid. <laughs> I did. I, I put a flyer everywhere. I believe it. I believe <laughs> it. <laughs> call this number. Yeah, just call this number. I need somebody to make a paper mache head. Put it on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been. I put it on eBay. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, who can make a paper mache head? Oh, my God. And uh, she did it. She was an art student at the Memphis College of Art. And I would go up there every week to see the progress of the head and see where it's coming to. And I was showing pictures to everybody. I was excited and everybody was getting hyped up about it. And, hey, it just it just came to life. When was this? Like still 2016 or later? This was 2017. This was 2017. When so I three just- years ago. Yep, yep. Yep, exactly. Like, yeah, three years ago, I was getting it made early 2017. Dang. Yeah, I know, right? When did you start playing? Because I feel like, I mean, I don't think I got into the electronic music in Memphis, that scene, like, maybe like, I don't even, two years sounds like a long time. Were you, like, were you already playing? Uh, so... 2017, I I created the head. I wasn't doing any shows yet. I was building the, the audience and I put out this little small EP, this little instrumental EP. And uh, 2018 was my first show. And shout out to Rob, man. Shout out to Robert from, uh, from uh, um, shit. Canvas, yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's where you played? Yeah, that was my first show, Canvas. Oh, my God. Yeah, shout out to Rob uh, for letting me come in there and do my yeah. show. And I had people come there. Um, it was a it was a cool set, you know, and go to kick, and them showed up at my first show, and shout out to them for showing up at the first show. And they, oh. they, hey, I didn't even know who they was. They just <laughs> showed up there. I think they were just curious to seeing what I was about. So Right. That's and, so badass. Uh, yeah, they came there and showed up and we had a good time and it was a good night. I was I was really drunk that night because I was so nervous. This is my first right? time. Yeah, it was my first time with this head performing. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. I don't even know what I'm doing. I thought I, you know, I got the all the little DJ equipment I thought I needed, and you know, I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but it, it turned out Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that with the head. Yes. Because I'm thinking about everything you said. I'm like, yeah, I felt like scared as shit, but like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, yeah, I got to give it to Rob for letting me come there and do my show there. Um, Canvas is always going to be... Such a special place. It's like, it's so intimate and like, I don't know. I love it. I love it too. I love it too. And I actually was going to throw a show there uh, last month and all this coronavirus shit happened. I know. I think they're open, but I'm kind of like, I don't want to go anywhere. 
Yeah, and I and he ain't hit me up about it, but I was just, you know, I'm pretty sure that back in May, I think they were still closed. So yeah, yeah. So you know, I just I just left it alone. But uh, yeah, Canvas was my first show in 2018. I did another one there with Scotty. I think you know him, Planetary. Scotty B. No, no, no. Oh, Planetary Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did one with him, Scotty. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, And uh, after that, I kind of, I was kind of on standstill because I, um, I was trying to figure things out with the brand and with Odd and trying to come up with new ways. Cause I, sometimes when I pull back from the scene and a lot of people think that when you pull back, it's because you're not doing anything. That's not really necessarily true. You just evaluating stuff and you're trying to come up with new ways of doing things for certain people, for some people, you know, not everybody think that way, but for some people it is. So I pulled back and and was just uh, trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go with the, with my music and you know like I was like the first EP sound more like me still being a producer it's not really like electronic music it's more like just beats and I was like I don't really want to convey that type of message Uh, you wanted more than beats yeah yeah I wanted at that point yeah I did I did I did so but I was a huge fan of lo-fi music and I like lo-fi stuff and oh yeah didn't you play at uh the rec room? Yes. Yes. I threw my show. I threw my first, a second show there. Oh, I wanted to go. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, you. I think you, I didn't know. I, I'm just so weird sometimes. Like, I don't think, I didn't know you at that time. And then I didn't really know anybody else. I'm just weird sometimes. But it's, anyway. it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, you, you didn't miss anything. They kind of screwed me <laughs> that night. So, uh, Open the rec room. Yeah, I know, I know. We we gonna get into that in a minute though. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 2018, I didn't really do anything in the mid 2008. I was just kind of like on standstill. And then like 2000, late 2018, I released a little small EP, a lo-fi tape, and it got some attention. Then 2019, I was kind of like in a transitional period where I was moving out of my house and. I had to stay with my folks for a little minute. I wasn't really happy about that. And um, then I, you know, now I'm back on my feet again though, but uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like 2019 was probably like a good year for, for me, for I Wilson, uh, because I dropped the EP and it did really good number wise. It was like a little lo-fi EP, Coffee and Donuts. And then um, around the summertime, that's when I threw my first show my very first lo-fi Memphis lo-fi show at Growlers. Shout out to Mark for letting me yeah, do this. Mark. I know Mark is, is amazing. I love it. Everybody, you're just naming all these people, and I'm like, fuck. I know they cool people, though. You gotta give, you gotta give uh the people who run these venues, you gotta give them a shout out because yeah, they let us do our art in there. And they fucking they, Barrett and Josh. I, I know. I love those guys, too. You I'm know so saying? grateful to, like, at least, like, I imagine it would be hard to, like, get shows if you, like, didn't know the people, you know? Right. And you, I feel like every, look, no matter where you may be with some of these people, you still got to give them uh, props for letting you come in there. and Always. And, like, do your thing. and you know, that's just me because I feel like they didn't have to let us in there. Right, 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 right. So right. uh, I, I to every venue, 
every person, Mark, Barry, Josh, uh, Rob, uh, even my guy at uh, Society Memphis uh, Skateboard Park. Um, like, thank you. Thank you for letting me come in there and do my thing. Fuck yeah. And uh, even the rec room, even though I, I got, you know, I got my opinions about them, but thank you anyway, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Not holding me back. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, yeah, so last year was a great year for me. I did my first show. It did really well. Uh, then, then like from July up until January this year, it was just show after show after show after show after show. And it was just, it was so consistent. And Mark liked what I did at the Memphis Lo-Fi and invited me to open up for Eel Gates. Oh my and God, that's so badass. Did you play uh, like hybrid stuff? An Eel Gates show? Nah, I went for more of a chill electronic soul vibe there. Okay. You know what's funny is that I haven't did um I haven't did a hybrid trap set. I only did two hybrid trap set here in Memphis. Oh my god, nope. we need to do one so bad. I know, I know, because I feel like that's what people really, really feel me when I'm doing it. Uh, I did one at uh Canvas for my first show. That's why I did my first hybrid trap set. Then I did one uh, in January at Drew show at the at the, the Black Lodge. So I feel like that I'm gonna probably do a couple more. Though. Damn, I'm like, where have I been? I I, I don't know, man. You, you, <laughs> I don't you, know. You be, busy. you be busy, you know what I'm saying? And you know, you be doing your own thing, you know. What I'm saying? I know, I but I I think it's okay because I mean, we just started being friends like this, not this year, but well, kinda. Yeah, kind know, of. yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did. It was it was early this year. I think it was a little bit after the Drew show or maybe before Drew show. I don't know. It was in between. I think it was in February because I think that was Gutta Kick's birthday, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. where we met. Okay. Yep, that's exactly where we met. So uh, you know, um that, you know, from like I said, from last year in July up until January this year, I was having a run. Like I was having a ball. That's uh, so badass. I know, and and I was opening up for people. Like, what's funny was is that I had a booking agent at one point in time, and she she told me that, you know, I wasn't manageable or whatever, and, and oh my, I couldn't, she couldn't get me. She couldn't get me in growlers. She was like talking all this shit about growlers and this and that. But then, like, all it took for me was just put up a post, and Mark responded, and I got a show in growlers, and he kept bringing me back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know she. Damn! Feels- shout out to that lady. Right, right. I ain't gonna mention her name, but you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like my control freak nature, but it's like I feel like I would want to be that person, like, you know, like selling your brand. Right, 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 right. It's 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 more liber it's more liberating when you have control over your own stuff and yeah. You have a responsibility on where where you want to take it and where you want to go with it. And yeah, I feel like that's part of like the creative, like the artistry of it is like you want to take people on your journey. Exactly. Or just show them, yeah. Exactly. And I think uh I think it's been pretty cool, you know, and I got to see what people responded to and what they didn't respond to and just um 
you know, it's it's it's, it's been it's been interesting. But as as a perfectionist that I am, and as a, as harsh as harsh as I am with my stuff, I'm always trying to elevate it, especially with uh, with what I and I'm always trying to 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 correlate with the audience with what I'm doing. So these next shows I do, there's going to be a little different things. I think you saw me doing some finger drumming stuff. and Yeah, I'm excited doing, for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am too. And that's going to be that's gonna be me telling my dad, like, I told you if I was going to play an instrument, that the drums was the thing that I wanted to do. And yes. I never got a drum set. <laughs> I never got a drum set. So this is my opportunity to, to, to play the drums, just finger drumming and, and just rock out. I think... Um, Anything that you learn is based off of your emotions. Like mm-hmm. if you was to take on martial arts, I think you should take a, a martial art that fits what type of style that you are and what type of emotions that you convey with it and what how you feel like you are as a fighter. So that's just that's just how I feel about, you know, learning new stuff and your instrument choices or whatever it is that you want to do. I always feel like I was a drummer by heart anyway, so yeah. Hell yeah. I still feel like I'm just like I th- I think when I first started producing, I'm like, I don't even know where anything goes. So I'm <laughs> like having to learn that part too. Yeah, it's 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 a journey. It's a journey nonetheless, but you you seem to really been coming along really well with it. And I think the the more you keep doing it, I think it's just gonna just keep keep elevating, keep elevating, keep elevating. Thanks. I'm really excited. Like, yeah, the stuff that I've been working on, it's just, I mean, I'm using people's samples, but that's okay for now. It's okay. It's a, it, it does no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. So I have another question. What do you feel like is missing from the industry that you are trying to like bring? Does that make sense? What do you feel like you have that the industry doesn't that you want to bring to the table? Uh, realism. Uh, Fuck yeah. Realism. Uh, just being completely transparent, not trying to follow a trend or just following a path that everybody wants you to do. Uh, I think. I think we're in a weird time where um you you're you can't really you it's it's just a weird time we're in right now as far as the industry concerned. I mean it's a positive and then it's a negative to it. But I think uh realism and that having your having your music have a voice and stuff like that, I think that's slowly but gradually coming to an end because of the the, the time we're living in now. And I think a lot of people are afraid to speak their minds and, and 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 be very honest with themselves through their music or their art anymore because we're living in such a sensitive time right now. And, you know, back then there used to be a time where you could do that with your music and you could be upfront about things, you could be emotional with your stuff. And I just feel like now everybody's just doing stuff just to be doing it, you know. And uh, if anything, what I what I want to do is is create realism about myself and about uh, what I do. I'm not perfect by no means. I, I have flaws. I'm, I can be very impatient sometimes and I can be somewhat 
I, I do have a little bit of a temper, but I try to hold back from it. I know. I would never, ever guess. Yeah, I do. I do. And, uh, you know, it's gotten better over the course of time, but uh, I do have a temper and I try to, I try my best with therapy and, and time. I try my best to contain it. And maybe some people may feel like this is me not showing the real side. Like it's bad. The temper that I have is bad. And it took me some years to try to control it because I wasn't the type of person that just came out and, and just, you know, come out and just say what I felt at the time. I try to ball it in and oh yeah, yeah, just just let it sit there and choke it. And um, over the course of time, especially in high school, it, it started to come out. And when it came out, it came out in a in a very bad way. So I had to learn how to control it. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I think that we're living in this time where you can't really speak your mind. And I just learned, I really learned how to just really speak what I felt and just go along with it. But I, I think now we're getting to a time where we're not, we won't be able to do that amount of things anymore. So if anything, what I want to bring to the industry is just realism, uh, showing that you can achieve anything with just persistence and hard work, you know, and uh, blow away the naysayers of people who doubt you or people who feel like that you weren't going to accomplish this and this and that and be fearless, you know. That's the, the that's the name of the game, be fearless. And if that's something that you want to do better, then do it, you know. If you feel like you can improve on something, to do it. I don't think people take the time to do that no more. They kind of settle for where they at right now you know what I mean yeah you know and it's crazy because um I didn't I didn't know I just think that you know if you feel like that there's something you can improve in just do it because it's you can always you can always grow you can always evolve you can always change some things you know in, in time you can always surprise yourself so I, I, I'm not the type of person that just wanted to settle. I want to constantly evolve, want to constantly grow, but I also just want to convey some realism to uh, what I do and just have fun doing it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think nobody having fun no more doing this shit. They, they don't come across like that no more. It's like everybody's so selling records and trying to fit into the crowd and stuff too much. I don't. You said people aren't doing that anymore, having fun. I don't feel like they are. I, are they have you you have fun? I know. Well, yeah, probably too much. I I think that was a thing. I was like, nobody's doing anything or moving. Anything. <laughs> this is like this is your favorite music in the whole world, and you're not dancing. What's going on? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like I don't know what the hell's going on. It's and like there, oh it's probably fear, honestly. Yeah. Like what, what would they think if I shook my body or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I just, uh, I don't know. And then I think, you know, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the future's going to hold with uh, the, the the industry we in. And, and not really an industry no more because nowadays you can really just do stuff independently. But a lot of people don't talk about it. independent costs money. And right, right. It costs a ton of support to get to where you want to go. So it's not all that glamorous. Yes, you're in control of what you're doing, but 
You also got to put a lot of time, a lot of money behind it, and a lot of planning and a lot of strategy and a, a shit ton of support. So, yeah. So, yeah, but to answer your question, that's where I want to bring to the game. That's, I love it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Fearless and realism. That's what I want to bring. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I don't feel like people got to got this close to, to get to know me like that. Like you have um, to, to for, hear, for me to hear, hear me talk about different things like that. And uh, I think people get the wrong misconception about me. They always do because I don't talk that much. I just kind of. Right. Get, well, and it's like, you're never going to know if you don't ask too. Like, yeah, you really interested. And I feel, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're like interested in what I'm doing, I feel like there's like reason for me to like invest my time and energy and like our friendship and being friends with you and supporting you. And like, I think that's something I don't really know why, but like people in Memphis just struggle with, or maybe they're just like so consumed or scared to talk to people. I don't know. It just seems like nobody's like, oh yeah, tell me about yourself. I, I don't, I don't think it's so much as them being afraid i I view it as a more of a competition thing yeah i think i, it's I feel more, like that's a whole other podcast <laughs> yeah that's a whole other podcast <laughs> I, 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 but I, I agree for sure i think it's a competition thing and they're trying to they may feel like they above you so they just try to keep you at this certain place uh-huh and uh yeah but yeah, we can talk about that in another podcast <laughs> Oh, I just, I was just, I just started thinking about like, oh, why would that be? And like, I wonder if it's like a Memphis thing or a Southern it's, thing or. Nah, it will. Uh, like, I feel like it's, there's so many layers, you know. It's layers to it, but it, I think it is a really a Memphis thing because I never experienced anything like this in NY or being in, in Atlanta for a little minute. It's, it's not like that. It's like. If they see somebody see something in you, they'll take you up under their wing, they show you the roads, let you evolve, let you grow, and let you do your own thing. You know, they'll be like, hey, come on, let's go on and do this. And in this city, it's more like, no, no, we're gonna you're gonna stay right. They like here. steal your wings. Yeah, yeah. They're like, give me those. Yeah, but it's not everybody though. You got some genuine people in Oh, totally, city. totally. You know, you got some genuine people. I I have met some genuine guys that kind of help you out. Drew Beast being one of them. I love that guy and um hope he's doing well and doing all this stuff. And he's a very genuine guy. Um and you and, and a few other people. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. And Will. William. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I love how all y'all have like your own kind of thing. Like you do your finger drumming and like your pads and Will's got his uh Wicka Wicka turntable. And then Drew's just like dancing and just doing all his stuff too. He Drew Drew. Y'all are like the people who are like y'all seem like you have like real like artist background, I guess. Or just like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Well, here's the thing. When I look at those two, they're when I listen to their music and that's I mean, that's automatically where I'm going into when I listen to their stuff is their music. They they put some time into their production. That's when I know that I'm dealing with some guys that not only do they know how to convey their message to the audience, but they know how to produce music. Yeah. They really sit there and, and produce it. 
So um, that's the thing with those both of those gentlemen. They they both know how to produce really well, and uh, I learned a lot being around them. You know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, we all got our different things, and even with you, I think you're gonna like I said, I I think you're gonna do amazing stuff with your music, and um, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for. I think we need more more women uh, doing it. You know? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like discriminated against, but it's like, it's so weird. Cause like, I always think about that. And I'm also like, well, don't make that a thing if it's not a thing, but it's not really a thing. There are even more women doing it. It's just, it's I'm thinking about in like town, like they're like, I know there are girls doing it, but it's almost like I've got like, okay, well I'm not one of the boys. So it's just weird if that makes sense. <laughs> but like, it is nice knowing there's a bunch of girls and there's a bunch of girls in trap and bass and like, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. The world needs more girls. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes it does, it does. Um, and I encourage uh, women to, you know, like my little niece, she's learning how to, I'm teaching her how to play the piano and uh, she always coming in my room, want to sit over my shoulder and, and watch me make music and stuff. And How old I, is she? she's she's six. Oh, baby yeah she's six and she's picking it up the piano's like really fast, like super I bet. fast. that's crazy that kids can do that i know right we live in a brave new world where ai is uh teaching these kids but also just me sitting down working with her and, and trying to help her understand how to do certain things so that's 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 part of it too so well it's good she has you Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I, I I just hope that uh, my my old goal, my old goal with I Wilson is just to influence people and, um, you know, and just hopefully bring some 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 lighter things into the world. I'm, I'm really another thing about me people don't know is that I I do have a sense of humor, and. <laughs> I do, I do have a sense of humor, and I don't think people understand why I call myself I Wilson, and I haven't really conveyed that too much. But hopefully, with this new camera I get and the new stuff that I'm doing, you get to see the humor that I that I have, and either you like it or not, you know what I'm saying. But I do have a sense of humor. I think you do too. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I can be really goofy at times, super goofy sometimes. That's important. Yeah, I feel like people just take things so seriously. They take it too seriously. Sometimes it's okay to laugh. It's okay to just have a good time and uh, just have fun and just have some laughs going on. It's nothing. Laughter is good for the soul. And really laugh, laughter can cure a lot of different things. You know, it can cure uh, depression and stress. And sometimes I've, I've read a story where a dude had terminally ill cancer and somebody, one of his friends came in there and just, they were just talking about old stories and had him die laughing. He was just cracking up. And the next day uh, they, they said his cancer was going into remission. Uh -huh. And he felt like they just, because he was so stressed and everybody was praying over him and he just, he didn't feel good. But when Fran came over and just made him laugh throughout the whole day, just <laughs> he just said that, you know, he didn't even think about it no more. And then the next day, the doctor tell him like, well, it looks like you're going into remission here, man. 
He needed some laughs. Yeah, he needed some laughs. He needed some laughs. He, he had to get that out of his system. So I think I think that's another thing too. Like um, humor is not really like a thing in music anymore. Like nobody's being funny no more. Everybody's just just I don't know, so serious with their craft and they just want to. I, I guess know. you gotta look cool. Yeah, you gotta look cool. I'm up there on stage and I'm like, think I'm like laughing to myself because I'm like, oh my god, I can't breathe. I'm so sweaty. (laughs) I need some water. I just fucked up this transition. Oh my god, now I can't save my. And I was like, these people will probably be like, what is she doing up there? Right, (laughs) right. So I just start laughing. I don't know. I be laughing too because I'm like, damn, I'm hot. Well, nobody can see you laughing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's like I'd be like, man, I'm hot, man. I'm. I just want to just take this whole thing off. I'm just drenching with sweat right now. You could like rip off the mask and then do like a backspin on the on the thing and be like, right, right, right. I was thinking about that. And another <laughs> friend of mine told me like, you could just take your head off and have another head on with your face on it though, but it's like a little like a stocking cap or something. It <laughs> just. Oh <laughs> I, my God. I, I may, I may use it. I'm thinking I'm gonna use it because this actually funny, and uh, yeah. But I, I think, uh, I think having humor is a, it's a, it's a good thing, and I think it's something. It's not a lot of it, especially in the electronic music world. It's not a lot of it. It's just everybody's so serious, and and only the person that I think that adds some humor to his stuff is Marshmallow, and that's about it. Yeah, I have kind of noticed that of just like. And maybe I'm not looking at the right or like the people, but it's like when I first started, I was like, fuck, this is hard. And like, I want to give up so bad. And like, nobody talks about how hard this is. And like, am I having a hard time or is this normal? And like, so I feel like, like you were saying, like, just being transparent, I feel like that would be important to inspire other people to be like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's hard, but it's normal. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to be you I think authenticity is very important to convey. We're not machines. We're human right. beings. We right. we make mistakes. Uh and I think everybody that made mistakes deserves a second chance, but also understanding that if you made a mistake, you you have a story to say like, "Hey, I made a mistake. Uh it happened." Either you can laugh about it or you can just say this mistake was just so bad that you just talked about it, but it's not laughing matter. But <laughs> I think authenticity is is very important. And um, when I wear that head and when I'm on stage, that's me being authentic. I can't move with the head because the head's going to fall off. So for people that wonder why I'm so stiff, it's because I got this big ass head on my shoulder that doesn't have any type of straps or anything. And, my head, my normal head has grown since then, since it was developed. So it can't, it can barely fit on there now. So it's like, uh, and then I let my my hair grow out a little bit too. So um, that's why a new one is getting made as we speak right now. But uh, I think authenticity is very important. I think I you have to be 100% authentic with, with your audience and the people that surround you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hey, I'm 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 here. What else you want to talk about? We here. I know we're right here. Um, I don't. Zoom doesn't tell you how long you've been recording. Does it tell you? 
Nah, it doesn't tell me. It doesn't tell me at all. But I'm pretty sure you're going to probably edit some of this stuff or whatever. I mean, I was just going to, like, make sure it sounds good, cancel out some noise, and put it all in there. Oh, okay. Well, that's perfect. I'm cool with it. Hell yeah. Yeah, Um. I mean, unless you want to talk about anything else, I just wanted to find out more about you and what all that means to you and why you think being fearless is important and you told me all that and yeah oh uh, well what else about me well i i am african-american as you can see and there's there's not a lot of uh black edm artists that's out there that i know personally and I think that's, that's a good thing to show too. And that's one thing that I want to convey to people that you can do this music and have fun with it. You know, there's no no boundaries, but um, you know, especially the time that we're living in and, and, and you know, uh, with everything that's been going on, uh, I my, my whole goal with what I want to do for the world is just to inspire, but also to tell people it's okay to like we just talked about be authentically yourself and um i never been the type to 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 ask anybody to accept me you dig what i'm saying i never been the type to say hey i want you to accept me for who i am like i'm not begging for nobody to accept me for me i'm my own person i'm my own individual i'm not perfect and i don't plan on walking around pretending that i am perfect I've made mistakes and done idiotic things in my past, like most people have. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, I, the, the the one thing that I can just say is that um, with uh, everything going on, I want people to understand that you know it's not everybody's a bad guy, you know, but it's not for me to try to uh, make you see me any type of different i just want you to see me as a human being like i see you as a human being and uh, we can have those conversations but i don't want you to 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 feel like coming around me that we just gotta talk about that we don't have to talk about that as long as you treat me as a person as an individual we're cool you know i i don't judge you all for the skin color your nationality or your sexual lifestyle or whatever the case is, I don't judge you out there. I judge you how you move as a person. There are people, there are a lot of good people and there's a lot of bad people. And guess what? Those bad people come in different shapes, forms, sizes, and colors and stuff too. So it's like, there's good people in this world and there's bad people in this world. We're all people at the end of the day. And, um, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going into any situation trying to, you know, this and that and this and that and the third. I just want you to just treat me as, you know, as, as a human being, as I treat you. And we just, we can move on from that, you know, don't necessarily have to be a conversation, a big conversation about it. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, well, do you think that's a form of like ignoring it? No, nah, it's not a form of ignoring it? it. I think it's not, I'm not ignoring any of it. Uh, I've, you know, police brutality has been going on for years and I think things are are changing from it. Uh, but it doesn't need to be, we know what it is and we can get there and, and, and accomplish it and get it past it. Then I think we, we can have those conversations, but I'm, I'm saying that I'm not annoying the situation, but I'm also saying that 
I'm I'm saying that I'm trying to think, I'm trying to get my words together. Uh, I'm trying to say that I'm not knowing the situation. I'm very much so aware of the situation and I've been through different situations like that, but I'm saying that uh, we, we're here now and things are getting, getting to where it needs to be. It's getting, well, I think it is, but I don't know because the thing in Atlanta just happened. So I think we still oh, yeah. just have to keep pushing and keep moving forward. But also understanding that, um, you know, these types of conversations have to happen. They have to be talked about. And, and you know, as long as you can respect it and we can respect each other while we had a conversation, we can move forward. Right. I think that's good about our generations is just like, I don't know, we're just born in a different time. And so I feel like maybe it's easier to even have those conversations versus not. Right, right. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I've had a lot of, I had a, <laughs> I have a, I had a lot of white friends and, and some of them, you know, they talk to me about it and they try to understand it. And I try to tell them that, and I also tell them that, you know, um, racism for me, I, I can honestly say I haven't experienced much. I experienced it one time and, um, when it happened, I didn't really didn't know how to react to it because it was so I was so young when it happened, uh-huh. and um, it just took it took me to understand what was going on and and really do research about racism, like where does it come from? Where does all this stuff come from? Like, it's it's from the same place that fear comes from. Totally, you fear, you fear what you don't understand. Totally. And it's it's so it's so easy to get so caught up into something because you you you're afraid you're afraid of the unknown you don't know what's gonna happen. Um, as I told you earlier, fearless is the thing that people should to it's a metaphor that people should go by. Being fearless about anything, you know, you can't assume anything in life. Life is one big ass mystery that we all still trying to figure out to this day. We don't even know where we're going to go after we die. Right. And that's scary as shit. Yeah. And you know, there's no, there's it's no certainty to that. You know, what we can do is improve on letting go of the fear and just what we're doing now, talking, figuring out the problem, getting a solution to the problem and trying to move forward from the problem. But, um, you know, I mean, I've been bullied a lot and, you know, I've been mistreated a lot. So, you know, I've had to go through my own issues and going through things and there's different sorts of things I went through. So yeah, I, you know, I said, I dealt with my own, uh, I dealt with racism before, but, when that happened, I didn't really know how to handle it until I just did my research about it. And then I had to talk to my parents about it and, and uh, dad explained that shit to me. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but I think I think we're living in a good time now where people are listening and they're understanding about it and they're doing something about it. So, yeah. I think so, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, thanks for uh, sharing all that. Yeah, no problem, no problem. I, hopefully, there was. Uh, I hope I conveyed that message to to the people. I'm not ignoring any of this stuff. I'm I'm very much aware. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to like say that 
for no, like, no, no, no. I know what you mean. Like I, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. It's all good. Um, yeah, I'm. Nah, I'm fully aware. So, uh, yeah. Um, hey, look, I'm a. I'm an open book. Um, I can tell you things about me that I'm kind of an introvert, extrovert type of guy. Like I could talk to you, but then there are times I don't talk. I think that's the Pisces in me. Same. Yeah, I feel very like. Yeah, I can do both. And I feel like with with Pisces, we can be somewhat a little bit psychic in a sense. Oh, totally. And we we have a good sense of people. Like we know when we're dealing with some good people and some bad people. Sometimes we're a little off though, sometimes because we try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So, you know. Yeah, <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> I know, I know. And there's times I, I, I know where you be at. Sometimes you, you have your down moments and you just feel like, oh, fuck my life. I just, <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Then there'll be times where you like, you just be so uppity and happy and you want to just convey and talk to people and this and that. So I already know how it'd be. It's just, it'd just be like a, an up and down struggle with us. Yeah. It's like, what's the day? What's the weather like? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, uh, I can't talk to you about what's coming up next. I think uh, with me doing the finger drumming, I'm going to do a lot more of those. I have two projects already together. I just have to arrange them and mix them down, which ain't going to take too much long. But the hybrid trap still takes a little bit longer because it's such a detail. Oh, my uh, God. There's so many parts. I know. It's very detailed and it's very... Um, it's, 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 it's almost like you can just really, you just really have to take your time with it. Mm-hmm. It can be overbearing too. Yeah. Sometimes I have to be like, okay, I, I got to put this away for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to like me making lo-fi stuff or future funk stuff, uh, vaporwave stuff, that stuff is really easy. It's just like, boom, just like right there. So I, I don't know with I Wilson, I just feel like it's just I'm just an experimental artist. I love all genres. I can do all genres, but I know that's I, so cool. I but I want people to understand that what you like for me, that's what you like. It's almost like I'm leaving that that interpretation for you to decide what you like for me. Mm-hmm. It's not to say like I like doing this, I like doing that. I could do it all, I could put out all types of music, but Whatever you like from me is your, that's, that, I'll leave that to your interpretation. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you like the lo-fi stuff for me? Cool, I got lo-fi stuff. You like hybrid trap for me? I got that too, so. You like hair metal? Uh, say again? Hair metal. Hair metal? Hair metal, like the rock. Right oh, now. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I could, I ain't, I ain't got it today yet, but I could do that, but, uh. <laughs> Hey, look, whatever, whatever, whatever you like for me, I leave there for your interpretation. It's yeah. almost like I'm a, I don't know. Um, I like film. I like, I'm a movie buff too, by the way. I love movies. And um, one of my favorite films that I like was, uh, I like this director. His name is Christopher Nolan. He did um, all the Batman movies. Which yeah. I love. yeah, he did Inception and Inception had an ending where um you know i think you've seen the movie right with leonardo DiCaprio and stuff uh i've seen like parts of it 
Right. At the end, he made it to his kids, and he had that little thing where he twisted around to see if he was still dreaming or was he not. At the end of the movie, he still kept twizzling around and whatnot. So we really don't know if he made it back home or not. And when I went back and looked at the interviews, he was saying that that ending was made on purpose to make the audience make a decision on whether he made it home or not. That's crazy. Yeah, so... How they can just, like, leave it up in the air like that. Exactly. So I think with I, Wilson... I'm such an ambiguous person and I'm such a guy that has so many layers. I just leave it to y'all to decide what y'all like for me. How about that? And whatever you like is what you like. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, I feel like it's probably been like two hours, but I think it's great. Uh, I think I realized I just have to save my tracks in mono and then that it's less file space. So. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I answered all your the questions. Oh my God. No, you did. I, yeah. I'm so happy that I got to talk to you. Yeah, I know. I couldn't tell you my whole life though. Cause that would have took up like all the podcast. We would have never got to the, the, the juicy <laughs> stuff or whatever. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I feel like there's room for plenty more podcasts. And we totally have to do a back-to-back for sure when you, like, get your EP out. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I can go down. I can tell you, like, what I was thinking about when I was doing it. And, uh, oh, my God, like video game style? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, I put up a picture of me with this arcade uh, thing that I bought, uh, Pandora Box 11, where it got, like, 2,200 video games on there, retro video games. Oh, shit. 2,200? 2,200. I got the one that's got like 30, but it's still so cool that they create that and you can play now. I know. And it's such a stress reliever, too, because it's trying to take me back to the days of me going to arcade and playing those video games and stuff. So I'm I'm a big nostalgia person as well. Same. Yeah, same. I I love nostalgia. I mean, I got a fucking Terminator... Uh, poster the, the 1984 Terminator poster in my room. <laughs> so old school. Yeah, we could totally do like a nostalgic show or something. I'm um, down. We could have we could like bring your Pandora's box in my Nintendo and like people can plug and play like Nintendo. Um, I, I would love it, and you know, I wish you would have came to my first show because I it know. was a Memphis Lo-Fi video game uh anime show where we had anime in the background and people was playing video games and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that was what, before I came in the scene or maybe I don't really know, but well you just gotta do another one. I will, I will. I, I plan <laughs> on doing a few more and uh the, the the next shows I do um I was like telling trying to tell artists that you know you will get compensated for it and uh, the first two shows, I'm just trying to figure things out and trying to understand how to run a show. I'll it's play a free show for you any day. I appreciate that, love. <laughs> a lot, but I, I really am about the artists, and I understand that y'all totally. time is very precious, so I would prefer to pay you, but the thing is, if I pay you, I want a longer set. So it's like, I want to, like, I think we all need to practice on doing more Cause Will Gilliam, I, I'm gonna say this, he 
pushed the hell out of me. He's the only person that pushed me. He pushed the hell out of me. He made me do a set for an hour with the head on. <laughs> I was like, what? I want you to do an hour, man. I was like, I don't know, Will. I can do you 30 minutes. Nah, man, I need an hour from you, man. Oh, my God. I was like, fuck. Okay, it's a challenge. Okay, whatever, I'll do it. And I did it. And fuck yeah. now I got enough stamina to do an hour. Yay. I know, right? And I now I need to add another hour to it. I know, I could not. Like, sometimes when I'm playing around, I can do it longer than an hour, but I couldn't imagine, like, not going to the bathroom for two hours or, you know. Do you, I don't know. Where do you see yourself with what you're doing? Like, where do you see where do you see it going for yourself? Like, what do you see? Like, how do you see yourself? Do you do you see yourself with tens of thousands of people performing at a festival going like yeah, hours? yeah? Uh, I don't know about a couple hours, but I mean, I at least see myself like. Uh, I mean, I want to tour the world, and I figure what better way than to like fucking tour the world? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure of the how, but I kind of decided that I want to do it. So I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm at the beginning. Right, right. But I think it can happen. So, I mean, I don't, I I don't know what I want to do career wise, but I mean, I feel like being an artist is pretty special. And I feel like if we're trying to bring authenticity to the industry, like, I feel like I could get big. I just have to work hard. Hey, we all doing it. And I was just asking that question because I was just like, you know, I get asked that question, like, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to go? Like, I said, I want to tour the world. I want to bring joy and happiness to people. And I want to yes. I want to have fun doing this. And, and, and from a creative standpoint, with I, I can kind of play around with some ideas content-wise that I want to do. Because like I told you, I'm a big film person and I love movies. I love filmmakers. That's why I originally wanted to go to school for, because I, I I like stories. I like telling stories. And I felt like music at one point in time was like the artist telling their stories into in a conveyed 46 minute to maybe yeah. an hour long. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like you kind of got to take people on a journey. Yeah. And the journey sometimes is 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 a bumpy road, but at the end of the day, um, because people fight their demons, they fight through different type of, um, you know, obstacles. But at the end of the day, if you follow along and you see the progression, you know, it's like a satisfying thing. When you say, hey, I follow this guy from the beginning to see where he's at now. It's like, man. Right. You know, it is, it is the same thing. And uh, like you, I want to perform all over the place. I still haven't. I, I bought a passport a few years ago and I, I wanted to go to Tokyo and mm. I haven't got a chance to do that yet. You know, and I don't know if we, I'm ever going to do this because of the coronavirus shit. Right. Well, I feel like maybe, maybe new things will come about next year or we'll know more than we do now about traveling. Yeah. Yeah. That is so weird. I know, I know, and like I said, I wanted to go to Tokyo. I, 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 I spent some money on Rosetta Stone to learn some Japanese, and uh, because I'm an anime fan, and and I wanted right. to just go over there and and just vibe out and see what it was about over there. I feel like you'll get to soon. I hope so, and well, you have a whole Asia tour. I know I want to do that. <laughs> let's, let's go and set that up now. Like, let's go and do that. And um, 
I have a few people talk to me about doing some tours, but like I said, I would prefer to do tours with people that I know personally. Uh-huh. Like, you know, yourself, Drew, Will, and just, you know, all of us go out and just bang out and just do like a little mini tour or whatever. And just that have would be fun. really cool. I know, right? Yay. No worries, no nothing. We just go out and just do our thing. And then each of us, and then it was the cool thing about it. Each of us brings something different to each set. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. that's the one cool thing about it. I, I think that's the cool thing about this scene. Everybody's set is different. Nobody has the same set. Everybody's set is completely different. I think so too. I think it's good. I think, yeah, everybody's got their own style. I just, I'm glad that I didn't just not do anything because like I was like where's the trap music (laughs) but yeah Yeah. it's exciting we all kind of fit together I definitely after this podcast I definitely want to do one on you because I'm I'm fascinated by you as well I want to know oh my god (laughs) yeah I do I do I want to know some things about you I want to you know see where where your inspirations came from and what you um what you what you is into and what got you started and you know like I asked you that question where you see yourself going with this and mm-hmm. uh, I think that was a real realistic answer you know what I'm saying so yeah I, you know hopefully we can do that well at least we know each other we we're both here for our beginnings well you 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 kind of have a head start but it will be cool to watch where each other goes. Hey, I'm still at the head start. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm still you're like a little, you're like two feet ahead of me. Well, I mean, or like two yards. Right. And I'm still, I like you, I'm still growing as I became. Like I said, I'm a producer who jumped into a whole nother arena and learned a whole nother type of foreign language and making mistakes as I go. But at the end of the day, it's all about being fearless and just going with it like jumping in that pool not knowing how to swim and just teaching yourself how to swim you know what I'm saying and then just keep keep practicing keep practicing till you get better so that's what I'm doing yes I think you're doing great thank you and doing same great. You. so thanks we're going I want to end this podcast by shouting out everybody shouting you out for bringing me in I want to shout out to everybody that's been supportive of the brand and what I've been doing and, and hopefully they continue the journey. And I want to throw a special shout out to all the venue owners in this city that support what we're doing and keep supporting us. And don't think it's not going unnoticed. It's very much so going notice. Yes. Yeah. So I Black second Lodge, all those. Yeah. Black Lodge, Growlers, um, Canvas, you know, Canvas, the, even the, the whack ass rec room and, <laughs> And Society Memphis, I love them guys. And uh, you definitely should do a set of Society. That's a different vibe there. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I don't really skate, so I just feel, I I don't, I don't know. I just feel you, like that's like a, a scene that I'm not familiar with. You drink coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a coffee lounge in there. It's, it's, it's a... It's a unique place to be, and I I I, I enjoy performing there twice there, and it's 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 a vibe there for sure. Okay, well maybe I'll have to go up there with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We gotta have coffee up there. Yes.
<laughs> well, thanks so much again, Odd. Well, yeah, I feel like we could just talk forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I know, ever. I know, but it's only so much time, and I know you got to go and you're I good, dude. You do. Yeah, you got to do homework. Well, I will talk to you very soon, and I will shoot you some of the stuff that I've been working on. And yeah, I'm gonna stay fearless. <laughs> Hey, hey, let's do it, and uh, let me know when you post this, and I'll repost it and stuff. And yeah, let everybody know where they can find your music. I certainly will. Uh, SoundCloud. Uh, you go to where I on SoundCloud, Bandcamp. I'm on Bandcamp for a short amount of time, so if you really want to, to get in my music on Bandcamp, go ahead and do it, because once I launch my website, I'm taking all my music off Bandcamp. Just gonna sell all my stuff on the website. Uh, me and Bandcamp been having some issues lately, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just some things that they charge you for is kind of ridiculous. And I think that um, I just do better if I just sell my product on on my actual website. For sure. You know, so you want my music is on Bandcamp. I'm on all the streaming platforms. Um, yeah, and like I said, when I uh, get ready to launch my website again, there's, you know, all of my content stuff, everything that I do will be available on the website. Merchandise, content, music, all this stuff. And some of these platforms, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to have it too accessible to everybody. I feel like if you're an R. Wilson person and you mess with me, you like what I do, you'll come to the website and get the music that you want and everything. Yes. That you want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I'll put uh, links for all your stuff in the description so people can click on them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, hey, like I said, if y'all band camp, it's only for a short amount of time. The website is going to be coming next month. So, like I said, hey, you want my music, you know, band camp, go ahead and get it now because, like I said, I'm going to be taking it off real soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, Art, thank you again. I will talk to you soon and I hope you get all your homework done and have a good day. Night. Yeah, you too. And and take care and make sure you send me that music. I want to check you out and see what you got going. I will. I will. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.